GI Nurses Connect and GU Nurses Connect are initiatives of core to ed This podcast is supported by an independent educational grant from ASI Europe Limited. The views in this podcast are the personal opinions of the experts. They do not necessarily represent the views of the experts' academic institution or the rest of the GI Nurses or GU Nurses Connect groups. For expert disclosures on any conflict of interest, please visit the core to ed website. Hello and welcome to this podcast on nurse management of patients receiving VHFR-TKI treatment for select tumors. I am Vera Lamotte and I'm a nurse practitioner at Antwerp University Hospital. Today I'm joined by Paola Bellardi, nurse chief at San Donato Hospital in Arezzo, Italy. Paola and I have both many years of experience of treating patients with different types of cancers and managing their side effects. That's why we are discussing today setting patients up for success in terms of treatment with VFGR TKI treatments. Today we focus on hepatocellular carcinoma, differentiated thyroid cancer and advanced renal cell carcinoma. So Paula, as we know, VHFR TKIs are widely used for these solid tumors, but these drugs are also associated with many side effects, which need early recognition and management in order to help the patient stay on an optimal treatment and achieve the best outcomes. Thank you, Val. I agree with you. TKI treatment such as sorafenib, lenvantinib, pazopanib, sunitinib, axitinib, and cabozantinib can be associated with different side effects that can have a negative impact on health-related quality of life of the patient and sometimes can also lead to treatment discontinuation that we obviously want to avoid. So, the nurse has a key role in prevention and management of these side effects because the final aim is to maintain the dose intensity recommended for the treatment. But also the prehabilitation is really important because we need to pay the patient to get fit for the treatment. For example, also understanding if he has some comorbidities or concomitant medication that can have a negative influence regarding these side effects. Yes, I agree, Paola. The nurse role is primarily to support, educate and maintain a close relationship and open communication with the patient. It facilitates early detection of side effects and quick action to resolve. It is important the patient is helped as much as possible to stay on the most effective dose to manage the disease whilst managing side effects and maintaining a reasonable quality of life. But it's also important for us to remember that in most countries outside the US and the UK, as a nurse, uh, we are not always able to make those adjustments or referrals to other specialists, such as dermatologists or other specialists. However, we have a key role in recognizing certain drug-related toxicities and knowing when to escalate these side effects to the patient's oncologist or other members of the multidisciplinary team. So Paula, what do you think the side effects that patients experience with these treatments 
can a nurse uh, help to manage? The most common side effects can be fatigue, diarrhea, hand foot skin reaction, rash, mucositis, but also nausea, vomiting, decreased appetite, hypertension, and weight loss. For example, if we think about fatigue first, this can be a result or both the treatment, but also the advancing disease. And in this case, I would uh, recommend the patient to keep a daily diary. Other recommendation can be the patient should rest during the day, maximum 20 minutes, and try to stay active during the day, but also to maintain a good sleep pattern. Uh, fatigue could also be due to other side effects, for example, uh, malnutrition, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, but also due to some worries at night. In this case, I would suggest to involve a psychologist. But also, uh, all these advices don't work. I would discuss with the patient to involve an oncologist because a temporary dose reduction or even an interruption can be required. I agree with your advice, Paula. So you raised that the cause of fatigue could be due to vomiting, nausea or diarrhea. But I would recommend that patients who are experiencing nausea or vomiting avoid things like chocolate, alcohol, caffeine and nicotine. If symptoms persist after these changes, I would raise to the oncologist so antiemetics could be prescribed. As you know, diarrhea is one of the most adverse events we see in patients receiving this treatment. I work with the patient to establish how many bowel movements they have experienced in the past 24 hours and determine there has been blood in the stool or not. I think also the Bristol stool chart is a good instrument to discuss with the patient for grade 1 to 2 diarrhea where the patient has up to six bowel movements per day and loose or nocturnal stool, I would suggest the patient avoids lactose, caffeine and alcohol. And if the diarrhea persists with these dietary changes, then I recommend the use of loperamide, four milligram as an initial dose, and then two milligram when there is a loose stool up to a maximum of 60 milligrams in 24 hours. If the diarrhea is a grade 3 to 4, then I contact the oncologist to determine whether any dose modification of the treatment is required. I agree with you, Verle, because in our center the recommendations remain the same. But I would sure refer to an oncologist if diarrhea is a grade 2 or higher. Moreover, we have to consider that there can be some patients receiving a combination of treatment with TKI plus immunotherapy, such as pembrolizumab. In this case, the recommendation in our center remains the same. But, well, how do you deal with diarrhea for this patient receiving a combination of TKI and immunotherapy? For patients receiving the combination, we would temporarily stop the VHGFR TKI treatment until the diarrhea has resolved. In fact, for patients who are receiving the TKIs in combination with the immunotherapy, we would manage 
a grade 1 to 2 diarrhea as a grade 3 to 4. And we bring the patient to our hospital for a checkup and evaluate of an endoscopy is needed. We also see skin toxicities in patients on these treatments such as hand-foot syndrome and rash. What are your recommendations, Paula, regarding these side effects? Sure. Uh, these kind of toxicity are very common for this treatment and uh, are effectively managed by nurses. For example, through patient education, proactive management and early detection. Especially, I would educate the patient on the prevention of the problem uh, with uh, removal of calluses prior to the treatment and maintaining good hygiene standards using non-aggressive soaps, but also using uh, gloves during houseworks and gardening and ensuring the shoes fit well. I would also recommend a moisturizing cream with 10% of urea to maintain the skin hydration. Yes, Paula, I would agree with your approach. And actually many of the things you have mentioned to help prevent skin reactions would also be my recommendations if patients present with grade 1 uh, skin toxicities in my center. I would additionally refer to the oncologist or dermatologist for any skin-related reactions that are grade 2 or higher. So they can determine whether any of those modifications are required. Sometimes there is also a need to uh, prescribe corticosteroids to manage the skin toxicity as a patient has immunotherapy also. Mucositis and stomatitis are also side effects often reported with these treatments. So I would stress uh, to patients they, that they have an effective oral hygiene. Hygiene is crucial and that patients use a soft toothbrush or swabs after meals. I recommend also to flush the mouth after eating with just water to help prevent oral mucositis. We also recommend that patients avoid hot, spicy or acidic foods because they can uh, exacerbate symptoms. We said before that it is uh, important to understand if the patient has some comorbidities and concomitant medication. And this is really true regarding cardiovascular-related toxicity, because many patients can experience an acute rise in blood pressure that can lead to hypertension, but also to left ventricular systolic dysfunction and heart failure. So, Verle, what do you consider is the role of the nurses for this type of uh, side effects? It's really important to ensure these patients have their blood pressure well controlled before initiating the treatment. As a nurse, I encourage patients to maintain a healthy lifestyle, a healthy weight, a low sodium di diet, and reinforce that they shouldn't smoke. It's also important for patients to stay active and to exercise. Every visit we check the blood pressure, we ask the patient if they have experienced any headache or dizziness. The patient can also self-monitor at home a few times a week. If a patient develops grade 2 to 4 hypertension, they require medical intervention, primarily with ACE inhibitors, ARPs, or beta blockers. 
If medical intervention do not work, the oncologist would consider a temporary treatment dose reduction or interruption. We had a great discussion today, Val. So to summarize the key role of the nurse, I would reinforce that the nurse is important for close support and guidance of the patient and education and also the early detection of side effects because the final aim of the nurse is to keep the patient on an optimum dose for achieve the best outcomes. Thank you again for this discussion. Thank you, Paula. It's been great. This GI Nurses Connect and GU Nurses Connect podcast was brought to you by Core2Ed Independent Medical Education. Please visit core2ed.com for more information.